It's October 5th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians offseason uh, is underway, uh, but right now the uh, Major League Baseball postseason is also underway. Uh, and for the first time uh, since the new four, well, I guess in the in the two years of the new uh, uh, wildcard format, uh, all four wildcard series were uh, were sweeps. Uh, we saw all four of the series get closed out yesterday, uh, including a victory by the Minnesota Twins uh, that, you know, is their first playoff series victory in uh, quite a long time uh, the since, I believe, 2004. Uh, what uh, what'd you take away from yesterday's uh, four uh, decisive victories in the wildcard playoff series? Yeah, Joe, I, you know, the uh, game that really jumped out to me was the Twins' uh, win over Toronto uh, and uh, Vlad Guerrero getting picked off at second base uh, with runners on second and third uh, with Toronto with uh, <laughs> with Toronto's best chance, to, you know, to get back into the game. He gets picked off second base by Sonny Gray and, and Correa on a great, you know, timing move. And, uh, you know, it just that just can't happen, Joe. That was I mean, I was stunned. I mean, it looked like Guerrero wasn't paying attention to me. I just, it just, it was just, just inexcusable. And, you know, that Toronto team, we've seen them, Joe. We've seen them this year. You know, we, they, there was something missing from that team to me as, as talented as, as they are. They're just, you know, they kicked the ball around at the wrong time. They, they, there was something missing. They would go, you know, they couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. And I don't know what it is, but they got to get that fixed. Yeah, for as, as much money that they have in, invested in that team, and for you know the the caliber of players that they have, like Vladdy uh, and like Bo Bichette, uh, you know, all around the field, they're they're not afraid to spend money. Uh, for them to not be able to to get things done in, in advance, uh, I think uh, you, you might see changes coming uh, in in Toronto as well. Uh, yeah, that play, uh, that pickoff play was was interesting. Uh, turns out that it was Carlos Correa uh, and the pitchcom system, because one of the infielders is allowed to wear a pitchcom device in his in his hat. Uh, it, it was the pitchcom system that that sort of helped prompt that that uh, play and and get it uh, get it moving. So yeah, I you know it's the second year for this playoff format. It's the second year for for pitchcom being used uh, full time in the majors, uh, and and now the, uh, the the Twins are advancing to the division series, uh, sort of like the Guardians did last year as the as the team out of the the, the Central Division now uh, moves on to. To, to play uh, in the next round. Yeah, definitely. And I thought another decision that was weird in that game was taking ba- Barrios out after what four and a third mm-hmm. innings, a great innings. And you know that was like pure you know statistical analysis that that drove that decision, and it backfired. It just just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, Joe. Uh, we also saw the Diamondbacks uh, knock the Brewers out of the playoffs. Uh, Craig Council, uh, a name that's out there in terms of uh, a, a manager who's uh, you know going to be sort of a free agent uh, in the offseason. Uh, he's a, a guy who I'm sure the Guardians would be interested in interviewing if if that was a possibility, uh, but uh, also coveted uh, heavily by the uh, by the Mets if he's going to be on the market. Uh, so uh, th- that's uh, 
uh, you know, the, the Diamondbacks sort of helping the process uh, get going early by knocking uh, Council and the Brewers out of the postseason. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Council is, uh, you know, his contract is out with Milwaukee. The Brewers want him back. But uh, David Stearns was just hired by uh, the Mets as their top baseball guy after kind of uh, after having in the same role with the Brewers and really, you know, reviving that organization, putting them in the postseason. And it looks like, you know, that's uh, I don't know if that's a done deal that council is going to end up in with the Mets. But, uh, you know, it sure is, uh, you know, if, if you, you know, the math works and uh, but, you know, council's from uh, Wisconsin. He's a Wisconsin native. You know, he's done a great job in Milwaukee. Does he want to stay or uh, does he want to go to the big city? So, We'll see how that works. And I'm sure Cleveland would love to interview him if they can forgive him for uh, 1997. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure all of the uh, the 1997 uh, ghosts would, uh, you know, be forgiven if that if, if council were to, to agree to come to Cleveland. Uh, as far as the, the big name, though, that's out there, the, the Rangers knock out the Rays. Uh, once again, Kevin Cash uh, sort of has a has a great regular season has a dominant regular season uh with the rays and then can't get it done in the wild card uh, uh series second year in a row for the rays uh that they get knocked out uh two games into the postseason and uh kevin cash uh, w- would be a very attractive manager to a lot of positions a lot of uh uh franchises if if he were to be cut loose by the rays uh, what do you think the chances are that the Rays part way with uh, Kevin Cash? You know, I can't see that happening, Joe. I think he's done a great job there. You know, uh, Tampa Bay had, you know, got off to that great start uh, this season. And then they were just kind of decimated by injuries. You know, that wasn't the same club, you know, that started April that they put out in the field the last two days here. Uh, but I think Cash is pretty secure in, in Tampa Bay, but you know, this is baseball and anything can happen. And, you know, if there's, if they're foolish enough to let him go, I think uh, Cleveland would be, you know, the first one in line to, uh, you know, try to scoop him up. Yeah. I know a lot of people would, would think the, the immediate, uh, you know, jump to the conclusions cash and, and Tito had uh, such a great relationship and wouldn't it be uh, fitting for cash to just follow uh, Tito and, and his, uh, his managerial journey in Cleveland, but uh, it doesn't always work that way. And, and uh, you know, who, who knows what, uh, what Kevin Cash is thinking. If, if Tampa Bay didn't fire Cash for making the decision to, to pull his starting pitcher in the, the World Series that led to a, a loss there, if, uh, if Kevin Cash didn't uh, get fired in, in Tampa Bay for, uh, you know, losing in, uh, in, the, in the playoffs uh, last season to, to Cleveland, uh, I'm, I'm sure that he's going to survive. Uh, you know, this uh, quick exit uh, again this year, like you said, because of the uh, the injuries and the, the situation they faced there. Uh, the thing that really stood out uh, to me from that Tampa Bay series was the fact that, you know, Tampa couldn't sell out the the trop uh, in, in, for, you know, playoff games. Uh, there were only, what, 19,000 fans there uh, for the first game of that series. Uh, you know, kind of shocking uh, that this team had been so good. Uh, all year and still didn't get the support. And, you know, if you're the Tampa Bay owner, uh, how are you investing your money in, in building a, a new ballpark there when you can't even get uh, fans out for a, a playoff series? 
Yeah, definitely. That's, you know, it's always been a problem in uh, St. Petersburg. You know, it's on the other side of the bridge from Tampa. Uh, and I think they've, didn't they, they have made, there's some kind of deal be, being put together. I think it's going to, the, the, the uh, if they do, do build a new ballpark, I think it's going to be in Tampa. If I'm, right. if right. I'm, right. if I read that right. So, you know, that would revive attendance. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's a shame, you know, the, they put the, that franchise has done so much with so little and they don't get the uh, love from the, uh, the fans, you know, it's, a uh, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. That's why they were talking about splitting the season between Tampa and Montreal just, what, two years ago. So, uh, you know, they've tried a lot of solutions. I think getting a new ballpark, putting it in Tampa will uh, kind of revive that team as long as they keep playing well. And uh, the, the one thing that concerned me, Joe, was in game one, you know, when uh, against Texas, when when Tampa Bay kicked the ball around so much, what they've made four errors. And that was very, that was not, uh, you know, not a Tampa Bay, uh, you know, kind of that, that did not look like Tampa Bay uh, raised baseball. Right. And, and, you know, that leads to questions of like, you know, what, what does cash's, you know, control over the clubhouse, you know, maybe, maybe be, you know, in, in the, you go back to the situation with uh, with Tito in 2011 in Boston. Is is it similar to that uh, there? So uh, obviously that that's something that that Tampa is going to have to to figure out, and if they're going to move forward with Cash or not. Uh, and if they don't, then Cash will definitely be. He goes to the top of everyone's list uh, for for managerial candidates uh, right away uh, for a new job. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. We will keep an eye as the division series open up. Uh, later on this week and follow theirs and and, and you should uh, you know follow along uh, with our thoughts on the postseason and uh, the Guardians offseason as as a member of our subtext uh, community uh, 216-208-4346 is the number uh, to send a text message to to subscribe for this offseason uh, $3.99 a month uh, is our, our, our the fee for uh you know, joining our, our subtext community, being able to talk back and forth uh, directly through your phone with Wayne Z and myself, uh, go to cleveland.com slash subtext uh, for uh, all the details there and uh, to, to sign up. Uh, Hoinsey, the Guardians offseason uh, begins with uh, sort of a look at the roster and, and where uh, we see some of these players and and what the immediate future is for some of these guys. Uh, as soon as the playoffs are over, as soon as the World Series ends, uh, some of these guys are, are set to be free agents within uh, a few days of the end of the World Series. Uh, but, you know, the the guys who are eligible for arbitration, we know about. So uh, let's take a few minutes here and, and go through some of these names, uh, starting with the potential free agents. And, uh, you know, uh, at least one of these guys, I'm sure they would love to have back uh, on the roster, but uh, you know, that might not be, uh, something that, uh, you know, budget wise they can, they can afford. Yeah. But, Joe, uh, the, you know, they've got, uh, Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez and uh, Cole Calhoun will be their, uh, three free agents, you know, after the last game of the world series. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to, if, if it was me and, uh, you know, I had uh free reign, I'd, I'd like to keep, 
you know, Lopez and Giolito. I think Giolito, that was an aberration this year. You know, where do you find a starter that's going to make 32, 30, you know, 30, 32 starts? I know, you know, he gave up, what, 40 home runs or whatever it was. But I think this this guy could, you know, really help that young rotation uh, kind of stabilize it, especially, you know, if something happens with Bieber over the over the winter. Right. Uh, Bieber and McKenzie uh, in terms of their health as, as well. But uh, particularly if you trade uh, Shane Bieber, you're going to need to fill in uh, a starter there in that rotation because uh, you can never go in with with just five or just six guys. You need you're going to need more uh, throughout the year, as, as the, the Guardians have, have proven over the last couple of seasons. Uh, as far as Cole Calhoun. Uh, they really liked what what he gave and what he provided and the presence that he, uh, you know, uh, gave to the, the the Guardians over the last two months of the season. Uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, he's what going to be playing at age 36 next year uh, if he does uh, hook on. It was really a, an impressive story of perseverance, you know, that he, you know, he, he tried to hook on with uh, a couple of other clubs and, you know, wind up spending most of the, he spent most of the season in the Dodgers minor league system. Uh, but when he got the opportunity, he came up and, you know, and, and he produced for, uh, for, you know, a solid two months for Cleveland, uh, really gave uh, Terry Francona uh, some options in his lineup. Uh, any chance that they, that they invite uh, Calhoun uh, to maybe be a, a spring training invitee and, and continue to, to provide that uh, veteran presence, at least uh, early in spring training next year. Yeah, you know, I think there is, Joe, but I think the decision is more with Calhoun right now than, uh, than any, you know, than, than baseball. You know, he's, he, like you said, he's, he's going to be 36 next year. I talked to him, you know, before the season ended. He said he was looking forward to, uh, going home and be, uh, you know, be a father, be a dad, drive his kids to school. Um, and he was, he said, this is the first time that he's, that in his career that he was going to sit down and talk to the family and see, you know, should he retire or should he try to keep playing? And like you said, he's not, he said he wasn't going to jump through the hoops he did this past season, you know, bouncing from team to team, from the Yankees AAA team to the Dodgers AAA team. And finally, you know, getting a shot at the big leagues, you know, he got enough time with Cleveland to, uh, become a 10 year, you know, uh, uh, professional. So he's fully vested in the, uh, you know, in the retirement plan of the players, players association. I just got the impression that this was a guy that, you know, had, uh, kind of run the race, you know, and, and wanted to, it was time for him to spend some time at home. Yeah. And, and seeing, you know, him, him bringing around his kids, uh, his son was in the clubhouse, uh, little guy, uh, always wearing a jersey, always, uh, you know, running around and, and looking so happy uh, just to be around his dad. Uh, it was it was fun to see, uh, you know, Cole in that uh, sort of, uh, you know, situation there with his kid like that. Uh, and uh, when we were out in L.A., uh, the whole family was out there uh, and, you know, outside the clubhouse, just hanging out, talking to him. You, you could tell he's a family guy and he's a. Uh, He's he's got a, a good situation there. If he if he decides to step away and 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 retire, that's uh, you know great for him because, like you said, uh, getting to that uh, ten year level is is important. Ten years of major league service is a a huge goal for a lot of these guys, and not not many of them uh, achieve it. Uh, it's a very small percentage 
of players that achieve 10 years of major league service. So, uh, you know, if, if, if Calhoun decides to step away, that's, uh, that's great on him, uh, you know, and, and leaves the guardians uh, again, searching for some sort of veteran leader, uh, in that clubhouse besides a Jose Ramirez and, 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 uh, uh, in addition to, uh, you know, guys like that. So it uh, should be interesting to follow. We come to the, uh, the, the 10 players who are eligible for uh, arbitration next year. Uh, I've already mentioned a couple of these names, but uh, it, it starts, uh, I guess, at, at the very top with, uh, with Shane Bieber. Uh, he's a guy who's third year arbitration eligible. He already made uh, more than $10 million uh, last year. That puts him in one of those situations as a, uh, a Guardians, you know, star pitcher who's entering his final year of eligibility or arbitration eligibility, that final year of team control. Uh, this is his, uh, you know, shot me around uh, and, and trade me season, uh, as we've seen uh, in, in the past with with other, uh, you know, pitchers in his position with this franchise. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think uh, the two starts he made at the end of the season, Joe, you know, was a pretty good indication that he's on the road to recovery from that elbow injury, especially the last one where he went, what, six innings against the Reds, a play, you know, that was a team contending for the, you know, for the postseason, uh, did a nice job there. Uh, So I would think if, uh, you know, the Guardians are going to take some offers on him, uh, you know, they they saw what uh, the young pit, their young pitchers, Bybee, uh, Bivey, uh, Allen, and uh, uh, Williams can do. So, you know, they've, they've got some wiggle room there in the rotation. So I would not be surprised if they made a deal. I would not be surprised if they they brought him back and, uh, you know, tried to trade him at the deadline, you know. So I, it's kind of a win-win for Cleveland right now. Yeah, I think you're in good shape uh, if you do. Either one of those two uh, options uh, would, would work and and, and sort of fits what this uh, front office is, has done in the past. So uh, Bieber is one. Uh, Angel De Los Santos, uh, another eligible arbitration eligible guy. Uh, good that they've got team control over him because I think Delo, if he were a free agent right now, uh, could draw, uh, you know, some pretty good interest as a, as a middle reliever. I love this guy, Joe. I mean, all he did was get better from from 2022 to 2023. You know, his workload increased. Uh, he started pitching in some little, you know, some higher leverage situations. You know, just a big guy. He, he takes a ball. You know, I, I never saw him waver. Yeah, he had some ups. You know, he, he had some, you know, hiccups, you know, now and then. And I think that came from probably getting overused. But, you know, this is this is a solid piece to that bullpen. Uh, Sam Hentges, once he got past his early season um, uh, injury issues, I think uh, he, he really uh, turned back into the guy who was uh, dominant at the end of last season. Uh, Sam Hentges, also eligible uh, for arbitration uh, this season. Yeah, I think another another keeper, Joe. I don't, you know, I don't think he's going anywhere. Like you said, after he got over the shoulder problem in spring training, we saw him, you know, get better and better, especially down the stretch. Uh, James Karinchak, uh maybe a, a guy who might be uh, a candidate for a, a non-tender situation. This is uh, a guy who really sort of lost the strike zone, and after dealing with all the the issues with the uh, the pitch clock and the the speeding up of the game there. Uh, came back and just hasn't been the same guy as he was 
when he dominated in, in uh, 2019, 20, or, I'm sorry, 2021. Yeah, it, it's weird, Joe. I mean, I don't know if he, he's lost a little velo. Uh, you know, he the people have really taken advantage of him not controlling the running game. That's what I've noticed. You know, when, when he puts a guy on base, which he does, because he doesn't give up any hits, but he will walk people. You know, if we when he starts walking people, like it's a green light on the bases. So he's got to improve there. He's, he's got to kind of recover that lost velo. And uh, this is a guy that, you know, you don't want to give up too soon on him, Joe. But, yeah, I would think he's a candidate, you know, for a, to be non-tendered. Uh, Tristan McKenzie made it back from, uh, you know, a couple of different injury concerns this this past season to to make a couple starts at the end of the year. Uh, but the, he'll be a big question mark next year because of his uh, his injury status. Yeah, you know, that was one of the kind of one of the more revealing things out of the, uh, you know, the end of the season uh, press conference on uh, Tuesday. You know, uh, uh, Mike Chernoff was saying, you know, they 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 still don't you know, have a hundred percent read on whether Tristan's, you know, elbow that's that strained UCL is 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 fully healed or how much can he pitch with it? How long will it last? You know, so there's some question marks about Tristan. This is gonna be a huge off season for him and hopefully, you know, he rehabs and he's able to, you know, come in to spring training in good shape and is able to stay in the rotation and take a regular turn, you know, to make 25 to 30 starts uh, next season because they really need him. And he's so talented, Joe. You know, when we've seen him at the top of his game in 2022, you know, he was he was dominant. He he was a big part of that bullpen. I mean, that rotation. So, you know, they need him back. But this is a critical offseason for him. I put the over under at 25 and a half for uh you know, um, starts for Tristan McKenzie next year. Would you bet your house on the over or on the under? I'd take the under, Joe. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's uh, I, as much as I, I love Tristan. And as I, I love, love the guy, Tristan, and you love him too. I, yeah, I, you know, as, he's, as he's the as greatest guy him, in the world. As much as I love him and as much as I want to see him do uh, uh, do well, I, I, I just really, the idea in the back of my mind that the next pitch he makes could be the one that the, the elbow just explodes on him. Uh, I think it's 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 tough. It's it's got a way on you mentally as well. Uh, Nick Sandlin, uh, next guy up for for arbitration. Uh, you know, and, and another guy just kind of like Dalo uh, had a at, at stretches he was he was really good, uh, but again got used a lot. Yeah, definitely got used a lot. Uh, definitely uh, is a great you know he's good uh, you know matchup guy right on right. I you know he. He he kept giving up the home run at the inconvenient time, but I, I like him, Joe. I think uh, he's he had a healthy season. You know, he stayed. Uh, you know, he stayed in the bullpen. He stayed in the lineup. Uh, you know, he took the ball. Uh, you know, I think he's a solid guy. Uh, you know, I just if he can keep the ball in the ballpark a little more, you know, that that would be a good thing. Cal Quantrill. Uh, you know, once he came back and was completely healthy off of the injured list. Uh, you know, he looked like the old Cal Quantrill, gave them innings, uh, kept them in ball games. Uh, I think Cal Quantrill is facing uh, a big bounce back season next year, uh, and he'll be eligible for arbitration as well. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy, Joe. I mean, this is a key part to that bullpen. I mean, to the rotation, you know, what he made, what, 32, 33 starts 
uh, two years ago, uh, you know, won 15 games. Um, you know, they need him. They need a guy like that that is going to, you know, pitch in that number two or three spot in a rotation and stabilize that rotation. And, um, you know, he's just, I think, uh, not having the WBC, you know, to uh, prepare for early is going to help him. And, he, you know, I think he needs a, like a whole off season, a just normal rehab and a normal training. And I think he'll be all right, Joe. Uh, Cam Gallagher uh, spent the season as the backup catcher. Uh, what do you think the chances are that they they offer him a contract, or could he be a non-tender candidate? You know, I, I think he's a non-tender candidate, Joe. <clears throat> you know, another good dude. Uh, I thought he did a great job handling the staff, especially the young starters. Uh, but he didn't hit at all, Joe. He didn't hit at all. And, uh, you know, th- that whole lineup, you can't have, you know, it's, it's one thing to have a, a catcher that can't hit if everyone else hits or seven or eight, you know, seven other guys hit. But when, you, you know, you're, you're getting no production from the majority of the lineup and, and Cal is, I mean, Cam is sitting at the bottom of the lineup, you know, just, uh, that, that lineup gets turned over way too fast. So, um, you know, I would think, uh, you know, this, the, you know, the, he would get non-tender and maybe gets maybe gets a spring training invite. Yeah, it's a possibility for a spring training invite, but uh, historically low OPS of 322. Uh, it, that's like you're talking uh, all time major league lows of uh, in, in OPS uh, for Gallagher. So, uh, yeah, it, it, this is a team that tried to improve their their offense from their catching position in the offseason last year. Uh, it certainly didn't happen uh, until Bo Naylor arrived and, and sort of made things, you know, at least passable for the second half of the season. But uh, I think they, they have to look somewhere else uh, in, in terms of uh, backup catcher. Uh, and, and a lot of that will be determined by, I think, the, uh, the new manager, whoever, whoever that is. Uh, we come to Josh Naylor. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, foregone conclusion that he'll be offered a contract. Hopefully he's a, a, a interim and he'll be tendered a contract. Let's hope that it's a, a long-term extension and not just a, uh, um, a, you know, a one-year deal for arbitration eligible player. This is his second year of arbitration eligibility, I think. And uh, uh, Naylor, uh, certainly a candidate, not just for uh, a return, but, uh, you know, maybe a, a long-term deal as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, uh, you know, just had a, you know, career year, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, what, um, I mean, when he was, when he missed all of August with that, uh, you know, the oblique injury, you know, the, the team, you know, (laughs) Jose Ramirez missed him and the rest of the team missed him. And, you know, that, that basically spelled the end of their season without Naylor hitting in the third spot or the fourth spot, you know, they, they, uh, they need a healthy, uh, they need a healthy Josh Naylor for what, 150 games next season. Uh, you know, they haven't had that and, uh, hopefully, um, you know, he, he, yeah, he's earned, uh, at least, you know, to, to, uh, sit down at the table and, and talk about an extension. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they'll do that, but, you know, he is definitely, if you're looking at candidates on that roster, he's, uh, he's one of the, you know, the leading candidates to get extended if that's what he wants to do. Here's, here's all you need to know. He's, uh, he's on the poster when they, they handed out the uh, the poster, with the, uh, the schedule for for 2024, and you know that's sort of the design that they usually adopt for the uh, the front page of the uh, the media guide for for next year. 
Uh, he, he right there along with uh, Jose Ramirez. He's he's on the front. He's on the poster. So, uh, you know, that's uh, somebody who they, they think he's uh, a, a part of this future, a part of this franchise, uh, at least definitely for next year, but maybe for years to come after that. And who uh, finally, was missing? Who was missing from that poster? Uh, most notably, I believe Shane Beaver was not a, uh, on that poster. Uh, Stephen Kwan was on there. Uh, uh, a couple of other players. I think Tanner Bybee was on there as well. Yeah, so, Bybee was on there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just keep an eye on those. It, 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 that's my sort of uh, conspiracy theory. Reading the tea leaves, sort <laughs> of. Uh, you sort of look at that every year. You look at who's on the cover of the. Uh, the media guide as to, you know, as to the names of the guys who you think uh, are, are definitely going to be around by the end of the season uh, for sure. Uh, speaking of around at the end of the season, the last name on the arbitration eligible list would be Ramon Laureano. Uh, didn't spend a lot of time with the, uh, with the club, but uh, you know, was, was kind of productive, uh, gave them a little bit of a veteran presence. Uh, but this is another guy who, who might just be non-tendered uh, and, and become a free agent in the off season. Yeah, Joe, I think it all depends what they're able to do in the outfield. You know, Loriano, you know, came in and like Cal, Cole Calhoun helped, uh, helped the locker room, helped, helped them on the field, gave him a little pop. You know, it's a great arm from uh, center field and right field. That would, that really surprised me. I, you know, I, I haven't seen him play that much, but geez, got a great arm. Uh, but I, I, Joe, I don't know if they, they non-tender him or not. I mean, is he, is he, who 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 do you want out there? Do you want Will Brennan in right field, or do you want Ramon Laureano? Do you who do you want Ramon well, Laureano well, in center field or or Miles Straw? I I don't know how he fits into this uh, into this roster right now. Well, and the other thing is uh, with the with the the club control over him, uh, you don't have to go out and shop around for your you know the sort of that that bottom feeder outfield uh you know guy that they bring in for uh as a spring training invitee or anything like that he's already on the roster if you want him to be you just you just have to tender him a contract uh that's that that it's sort of he's in like that gray area right now it's they they would have cost certainty with him but uh you know maybe you want to look for somebody who gives you something a little bit different than what he does uh at the plate he's he can certainly hit left-handers and and that's a a plus as well uh for a club that you know historically has has struggled against left-handers and every other team uh, lines their lefties up to to pitch against Cleveland so I uh, got to keep an eye on that. Uh finally uh today just to wrap up uh we got a, a press release yesterday the uh, uh the winner of the Bob Feller Act of Valor award uh associated with um the uh the former uh Cleveland great uh it's the the Bob Feller uh, Bob Feller Act of Valor Foundation announced that uh, um, John Gray and Carlton Fisk uh, will be honored with the Act of Valor Award. This is, uh, uh, you know, one one Hall of Famer and one active player, um, Rangers pitcher John Gray and Carlton Fisk, who, who played for the Red Sox and the White Sox, uh, both being honored uh, for their uh, commitment to, um, you know, just, you know, providing programs for, uh, active military service and and uh uh you know there's a, a whole bunch of uh you know good things to to say about these guys and, and what they've been able to do uh for uh you know our servicemen uh and women out there uh you know john gray uh is uh has a, a long history of 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 service and and commitment to uh 
you know, the troops and uh, Carlton Fisk is just a, a Hall of Famer by, you know, for a long time. Uh, it's the 11th annual award for this uh, act of valor. And uh, just good to see uh, Pudge get recognized and uh, and John Gray as well. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, it's a it's a good it's a it's a really kind of meaningful award. You know, it was uh, instituted after a Bob Feller, you know, probably the greatest player in Cleveland history, you know, passed away, uh, you know, and, you know, Bob served in the U.S. Navy during World War Two. He cut short what his career four years of uh in the middle, in the prime of his career, he, you know, he, he enlisted in the, in uh, the Navy and, you know, fought in uh, the Pacific, um, just, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, that was probably when you, I remember talking to Feller about her and he was prouder of that than anything he accomplished on the baseball field. And, you know, that's why they made this, you know, this award and, 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 you know, put his name on it. Yeah, uh, John Gray, uh, again, uh, still, uh, you know, has hosted toy drives for uh, active military families. Uh, he's, he's done uh, a lot of different uh, outreach things, uh, you know, food drives and, and uh, just his commitment to, to give of his own resources to uh, servicemen and women uh, throughout the United States is, is you know, it's very admirable. Uh, same with uh, with Fisk. So. Uh, all of this is highlighted in, uh, you know, it, it's uh, Gray is also the uh, the Rangers uh, Roberto Clemente Award nominee. So, uh, again, another uh, award. This is a guy who, who, you know, thinks about others first and it's, it's very important. So uh, just looking forward to to seeing that and, and that uh, award being uh, publicized by Major League Baseball, uh, a special thing. All right, Hoinsey, uh, we've got one more uh, podcast this week, uh, and then we will uh, head into off-season mode uh, as we uh, get set for the upcoming, uh, you know, playoff rounds and, and uh, you know, head, head towards the winter meetings. Hopefully there's a, uh, more news as it develops on uh, managerial search, and we'll, uh, we'll bring it all to you, uh, you know, as we can uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. All right, Joe. 